for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Larry Kruger, who does the pre and post game show for the San Francisco 49ers on KMBR 104.5 and 680 about Monday night football. 49ers and the Rams entering week 10. The Niners are beyond the must win game scenarios. They're in a situation where they've got to get better. They've got to start stockpiling some wins. And if not, they've got to turn their attention to Trey Lance. Coming off of a big win over the Chicago Bears, the Niners laid an egg against really the JV squad of the Arizona Cardinals last week. These are all things we can talk about with Larry Kruger, who joins me next. Today is Monday, November 15th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Larry Kruger. You, of course, hear him on the Tolbert Kruger and Brooks Show, 2 to 6, Monday to Friday, KNBR 104.5 and 680, and before and after 49er games, doing pre- and post-game. Larry, great to have you back, man. How are you? Copes, loved, uh, glad to be back. I'm doing great. You're doing better than the 49ers, then, uh, who, who are maybe at a, a, a low point in the Kyle Shanahan era, huh? I mean, when you're getting destroyed at home by Colt McCoy, who was 8-22 and 22 as a starting quarterback rolling in, and you allowed him to complete 85% of his passes, I mean, defensively, they were a nightmare last week. And then offensively, they just keep doing what they keep doing, which is, you know, under Kyle Shanahan, which is, you know, they turn the ball over. They may score, they may not score, but the one thing that's a constant is they turn it over, and they turn it over three more times. The one thing that stood out to me outside of, of how poorly the defense played and, and how well Colt McCoy played, I think it was 22 of 26 for nearly 250 yards in that game, was how little the 49ers ran the ball. We saw Elijah Mitchell back-to-back games over 100 yards on the ground, and we've seen the passing game work. George Kittle was great last week despite the fumble. Debo Samuel's been so good. Brandon Ayuk has broken out over the last couple of games. But were you surprised by and, and I know like sometimes the game will dictate the way it unfolds that you've got to go to the passing attack, and because they turned the ball over and they were down, I think it was 17 nothing. They were down early on. They just sort of abandoned the run. Only eight carries for Elijah Mitchell. What gives? <laughs> like, they should be running more. Yeah, I mean, I think you got a little glimpse into the psyche of Kyle Shanahan when he talked about the game afterwards, and he was asked about that, and he basically just said, hey, look, we got down 14 nothing, and from there, we're playing catch-up. Well, in his mind, playing catch-up means abandoning the run for the most part and taking to the air, and that's what they did. And, you know, down 14 nothing early on at home, you know, I mean, yeah, I can see where you'd be tempted to, to you know, throw out the run game. But you got to remember who you have at quarterback. you got Jimmy Garoppolo, and Garoppolo's numbers are far better when he's got play action at his disposal. So you cannot go three quarters of the game and just say, you know what, Jimmy, it's on your back. Make it happen. He's not that kind of quarterback, and he showed it. All in all, I was kind of impressed with his play last week. Over 300 yards passing, he did throw the one pick. I thought in general, even not having the play action, being a quarterback who was really just kind of trying to throw to get him back in the game, I thought he played pretty well overall there. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, he's the highest graded fantasy quarterback in the last two weeks. He's taken more shots down the field. He seems like he's keeping his feet moving in the pocket. He's extending plays more than we had seen. And they've got Ayuk now in the mix, so and they've got Kittle back. So he's got a little bit more weaponry at his disposal. And he, I thought he played pretty well. I mean, he wasn't the reason they lost that game. Getting into the psyche of Larry Kruger here, you mentioned the Jimmy Garoppolo fantasy value. You and I play in the, uh, the KMBR Fantasy League together. Would you consider owning him? Would you consider playing a Jimmy Garoppolo in fantasy at this point now that he's got more weapons at his disposal? I mean, if you have nobody better, I, 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 play, I played him the last two weeks. I had him, or not last week, I should say. I had Tom Brady on a bye. 
So, you know, I went with him and I didn't win, but he wasn't the reason. I mean, he gave me 20 some odd points. So I was pretty pleased with that. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's a, he's a viable fantasy player at this point because, you know, they're going to throw, they're going to throw because their defense hasn't been able to stop people. And so they're going to be behind Cal Shanahan. If he has one weakness, I think it's impatience. He gets impatient. When another team is starting to put points on the board, he wants to match those points because he knows he can scheme an offense to a really high degree. And so I think he's got a tendency, a propensity, if you will, to abandon the run at different times. And I think it's well documented that it's burned him. Yeah, 11 carries total last week for 39 yards on the ground, eight carries for 36 for Elijah Mitchell. Looking ahead to Monday night's game, you talked about uh, the 49ers getting down early and having to play catch-up and, and how beat up this secondary is, how poorly the defense has played. It does not get any easier with this Rams offense. I mean, they added Odell Beckham Jr. We don't know about his status for this week and, and whether or not he's going to be an impactful player immediately. But also Vaughn Miller could be making his debut on the defensive side of the ball. How do you look at this matchup? And uh, I would imagine you've got the Rams winning this one. And we say must-win game it feels like every week now for the 49ers after losing to like the JV squad of the Cardinals this does not feel like one they can be competitive in yeah I mean I mean it's funny I mean Tom and Rod were both saying they like the Niners getting the four and I'm, I'm just laughing so I'm like <laughs> what? what what do you mean I think the 49ers are going to lose this game by three touchdowns you know the Rams first of all they got a great pass rush they leave the league in sacks they get the number one corner in Jalen Ramsey so they can take away whatever weapon they want to take away in your arsenal, most likely Debo Samuel, right? So they're a disaster to deal with for your offense on their defense. But when you flip the card and you, you're trying to defend the Rams in their 11 personnel, I mean, last week against Tennessee, they lost the game, but they won 11 personnel, three wides, one running back, one tight end, and 74 offensive snaps. And now they've got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, and now OBJ with his elite ball skills to go with Tyler Higby. Copes, we're, and not to get too football esoteric, we're seeing that 11 personnel become the dominant package across the NFL because you got four receivers in the pattern, three wideouts, one tight end, all on the line of scrimmage. And the defense has to account for the possibility of four vertical threats. And they also have to defend seven run gaps. So, I mean, it really stretches you. And then they can keep the tight end in to stay in the block. And that creates a seven-man pass protection. And then, you know, it also lets you go empty if you want. You know, if you want to flex your back, your running back out, and the Rams go empty, I think, like 20% of the time. It's the highest rate in the league. So they put a ton of pressure on a defense, and and we'll see. I mean, the 49ers are going to have to get pressure on Stafford, and they're going to have to get creative because they're going to be stretched vertically and horizontally basically all night. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. I'm so impressed with what the Rams do offensively uh, and really what they do with their roster. The way that every year, I mean, I think McVay has gone his entire career as the head coach with the Rams without making a first-round draft selection. They go out and they, they make moves against the cap and then figure it out when they get to the offseason. They mortgage their future, but they get big-name players in, and then they'll move on from I think about when they acquired Brandon Cooks and then just decided, let's move on. We've got Cooper Cup. We've got Robert Woods. We've got guys who can make big plays. How big of a deal do you think this OBJ move is? Do you think he's, he's really just a name now? I know you and I talked about it on pregame uh, last week and I talked about it with uh, with Dennis Brown and John Lund but for me I, and I'm speaking now obviously from like a fantasy value and a, and a big point big score production value here but I'm looking at him and I'm going this is a guy who's a big name who has not played 16 games in a season in a number of years now he's had 200 yard games in his span with the Browns are we looking at him as a guy who's kind of fallen off now or does he just need to be in a better system with better players around him 
I mean, he's always had great ball skills, but he never ran great. You know, he ran like high four fours, low four fives. And when he came into the league at LSU and he's lost some of that speed. So he's more of a name than anything else, but he does have great ball skills. I have a feeling that he's going to have a hard time holding off Van Jefferson for all those reps in the three wide offense. You know, I think Van Jefferson's coming on right now, as you know, as well. So Jefferson's got more speed. But, you know, OBJ is trying to cherry pick a Super Bowl. He's trying, he's looking for the full career bounce back. And he's dreaming of the capper being him and the Rams being at SoFi Stadium in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's replacing Deshaun Jackson, who for whatever reason wanted out. The Rams first tried to get Josh Reynolds off waivers, but the Lions had waiver priority and claimed, claimed Reynolds in front of them. When you do go three wides every snap, you've got to have guys who can run patterns because these guys get tired. So you need some depth at receiver, and he'll provide that. But as far as huge impact, you know, it sounds good. He's a big name, but the real stars of this offense in the receiving game are still going to be Cup and Woods. In your mind, you think that he's in competition to take snaps and reps away from Van Jefferson, not from Robert Woods. I do. You know, Woods is established. Cup's established as, you know, having a great year. Jefferson's coming on, but he's a young player who's sometimes can be inconsistent hands, inconsistent route runner. Now you got a great route runner with great hands and a good example. I, th- I think more than anything, too, it could be an example for Van Jefferson. You know, the impact of OBJ Copes may not be what OBJ does, but what development they get out of Van Jefferson because of OB- OBJ's presence. Yeah, it could be good. Light a fire under a guy. Competition's good, especially uh, when, you, when you see a dude with a big name like that coming for your job. And as you mentioned, Van Jefferson's been really good of late. I want to talk uh, briefly here about the offensive line for the 49ers. They were so good two weeks ago. Jimmy didn't get touched. No QB hits, no sacks. And then the Cardinals, who are, who are one of the better pass rushing teams in the league. And I think you mentioned the Rams, number one, entering week 10. I think the Cardinals are number four, number five in all of football and total sacks entering this week. Five sacks last week against the 49ers. Uh, what happened to the O-line? What, what was the big fall off between uh, uh, two weeks ago and last week, and now they're going to be without Mike McGlinchey for the remainder of the season. I think it really just comes down to the personnel. I mean, the Bears didn't have Khalil Mack, and they, they were missing some guys. They had some guys. Eddie Goldman's strictly a run defender. You know, they had some guys playing on their front that didn't weren't 100% healthy. Then you mix in the Cardinal front, and the Cardinals had a you know six-man line, basically. They're, they're a five-man line, I should say. They're going either with three down or four down, plus Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden. And let's be honest, Golden and Jones are impact edge guys, and they both have great motors, and they they come flying off the edge. So they put a ton of pressure on the tackles, and they're pretty workmanlike and solid inside. You know, I'll give Arizona credit. I mean, their their line won consistently and got pressure on Jimmy. I don't think the 49er line necessarily played that great against the Bears. I just think the results made us think that they played great. But this game will be a real test because the Rams' defensive front is you know, even before they had Von Miller, was incredibly formidable. I was joking this week that uh, 49ers almost won that Bears game on accident. Like, even the two Jimmy rushed, <laughs> the rushing touchdowns were like broken plays that he ends up getting into the end zone. As you mentioned, maybe the, the numbers look a little better than how well the offensive line played against the Bears and kind of came to fruition last week that they weren't all that good and they got beat by a good pass rush. As far as the running attack, were you surprised to not see Jeff Wilson Jr. in there? And when he is in there, what kind of role do you think he's going to play? Does it hit Elijah Mitchell? Does it hit uh, Jamichael Hasty? I know you were a big Hasty guy a couple of years ago. You're thoughts on the role Jeff Wilson can play when he finally hits the field? Yeah, you know, he's obviously the biggest, most physical back that they have, and so I would imagine he would get more of the inside runs, 
But then I read he's having a hard time staying healthy in practice. You know, if you're a fantasy owner, I don't think you can play Jeff Wilson. I mean, I really don't. I don't I don't think there's any guarantee of snaps. As far as whose snaps does he take? Hasty's been the third down back. Do they use Mitchell on third down? We started to see that a little bit last week. And maybe Wilson takes some of those carries away from Mitchell on first and second down. I think that would be my – if Wilson is healthy, that would be my guess, that he winds up taking – Hasty's role. But then you heard Kyle talk about it. He says, you know, Elijah Mitchell's firmly entrenched as the number one back. So I think at least initially they're going to go with Elijah. But let's just say this, Coach. I think it's very fluid with Mitchell getting the first go. You sound like a head coach. You sound like a dude uh, who's standing at the podium. Yeah, it's a fluid situation for this week. He's two weeks away from being two weeks away. Some sort of line like that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Larry, I appreciate the time, man. Always fun talking ball with you, dude. And uh, we'll catch you on pregame, and then uh, we'll talk later this week, man. Thanks a lot. That's right. We'll talk to you on pregame. Thanks, Coach. Good stuff from Larry Kruger picking the Niners to go down by three touchdowns. It will be an uphill battle against the L.A. Rams tonight at Levi Stadium, Monday Night Football on ESPN. And you can catch Larry all week long, Monday to Friday, 2 to 6, on the Tolbert, Kruger, and Brooks show on KMBR 104.5 and 680. And I join him on 49er pregame later this afternoon on KNBR. We did find out on Friday afternoon that Robert Woods, wide receiver for the L.A. Rams, is going to be out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. So a good move by the Rams to go get Odell Beckham Jr. However, they will be without one of their other top receivers for the remainder of the season. We'll find out today if that impacts any of their game plan and any of their offensive prowess as they take on the Niners tonight. Thank you to Larry, thank you to Brian, my producer, and thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We'll continue the talk about the 49ers throughout the rest of the season. We can also get into the Golden State Warriors this week, who started a four-game road trip yesterday at Charlotte. They're going to take on the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Uh, Should be a fun one as they get to see Kevin Durant, and then a couple more games on the road before they head home. Also, the Giants have a couple of awards that have been handed out, as well as a contract extension to Gabe Kapler. All things we can talk about in the days and weeks ahead. Until Wednesday, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you then.